0: in thuggish, oppressive, unconstitutional behavior. Officer, you need to repent of your lawless conduct. You can say, Jessica's guilty, someone's paid a fine, she's out of here. Well, the good news of the gospel is God can let you go, he can dismiss your case, forgive your sins, commute your death sentence, because that's what you're under at the moment. The Bible says, the soul that sins that you die, okay? I know you think this is funny, I don't, this is deadly serious, because you could die tonight. That's One important. Christian before, Said something that stuck with me and I'll never forget it. He says, This the culture around you is the report card of the church. The culture around you is the report card of the church. How are you doing? How are you doing? all right everyone thank you so much for joining me today uh this is the gospel truth and i am your host josh lucas i am the director of youth ministries at first reform church here in sibley iowa and i'm just so excited to be able to join you guys today uh and lead you in this podcast episode um and i hope that you guys enjoyed the last one um with with my wife hannah Hannah said that she was really excited about it. She had a lot of fun, and uh, she would really like to do another episode again with me. So we'll uh, we'll try to figure out uh, something to do there, uh, and then uh, we'll we'll fi- we'll figure it all out from there. Um, but uh, yeah, today's a very important episode. Today is a very uh, very. <sighs> yeah, a very important one, a very serious one as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really important to talk about, um, because this is, this is actually a part two episode, um, to, uh, another episode that I did about a month or so ago. Um, and it revolves around, uh, the two court cases that I was, uh, that I reported on, which was, uh, The Daryl Brooks case, uh, the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack, and Nicholas Cruz, the Parkland shooter um, incident, um, uh, where he shot up 17 uh, people, killed 17 people. Um, uh, Yeah, it was just a massacre. Um, Just terrible. Um, But I talked about capital punishment versus pro-life, and... The importance of justice, uh, especially uh, with, um, especially with uh, you know earthly justice and eternal justice and the difference between the two. Um, but today I want to do a part two of that episode, uh, which was or which is, excuse me, talking about the idea of forgiveness. Um, because the the interesting thing was the victim impact statements that really did a number for me. Um, because it it was just so heart-wrenching to hear the families and even some of the victims that talked about the impact that Daryl and Nicholas uh, made on their lives. Um, And just the certain things that the victims and the victims' families said, just some of the things were just gut wrenching um, but I, I want to talk about that today because even and there are people that um, that said things that really I just want I want to touch on today but let's just get right into this. Uh, so I want to first read from Matthew 18 21 through 38 and I just ask that you'll please just just continue to listen to this here uh, hear the entire episode so that you you understand where I'm at and where I'm coming from. should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you. If you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So it's just really interesting here. Uh, this is a really important parable. Um, you know, this is, uh, Jesus teaching on, uh, on forgiveness and why forgiveness is important. Um, so I want to just take a break from there for a moment and talk about the victim impact statements. Um, so the first one that was made, um, or the first few, just your typical, um, you know, victim impact statements that, you know, you, you really... <sighs> impacted our lives negatively. Uh, You've changed everything. My kids don't want to go to the parade. We don't want to go to the parade. I I don't know when that's going to, if that's ever going to be fixed or whatever. Um, But it was just interesting because so many people were talking about, um, we're talking about, uh, how they wanted to see Daryl Brooks, Burn in hell, and they wanted him to die, they wanted him to uh suffer. I mean, just some of the nastiest things. Like, they, there was even one. Um, this actually might have been Nicholas Cruz's uh victim impact statements, but I think the other victims for even Daryl Brooks's case they would probably agree with this too for Daryl one victim with victim family member said, I hope that the other prisoners kill you in prison. Um, others are like, I hope that you suffer immensely. I hope that you rot in hell. I hope that you, um, you get injured. And I hope that like, just all this, this crazy, nasty stuff um, that people said. And the craziest part about it is that these were people that also were talking about God and talking about being believers in Jesus. (laughs) See, this is always the hardest part because I hear the question, how can you forgive someone who murders your family? How can you forgive someone who murders your, your child? Your parent, you know whatever, and it it is such a a a very difficult situation. I'm not saying that it's not difficult by any means but but we have to remember that Jesus' teaching here is that the reason why we forgive is rooted in the fact that we have been the recipients of extraordinary mercy and compassion. Because we have to understand this as well. We're all debtors who cannot pay their debts to God. There's nothing that we can do to pay our debt back to God. I mean, we all deserve wrath, judgment, condemnation. We deserve hell in the eyes of God. But thanks be to God that he has been gracious enough to grant us forgiveness in Jesus Christ. But I want to take everyone back to the Lord's Prayer, how Jesus instructs his disciples to say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That that God is very clear on this, that if we lack compassion and mercy and grace for others, then there's not going to be grace and mercy and compassion for us because we're just hypocrites. We're the servant that wants forgiveness, that wants grace, but yet we don't want to serve that grace and that mercy and that compassion. Now, I will say this too. Nowhere in the Bible here uh, does it say that we have to essentially um forgive people unilaterally if that makes any sense that that oh we just forgive every little thing everything every time like no no questions asked no because if we look at Luke 17:3 if your brother sins rebuke him if your brother sins rebuke him so what is that response? What does that tell us? Well, first, it's a two-way street, okay. Your brother, your person, a person sins against you, okay. You have to respond to that person as a sinner, right? Because as we see uh, also in uh, in the book of Matthew 18, essentially, it's kind of interesting that Jesus puts all this uh, together, um, but. Uh, when Jesus is talking about church discipline, like you know, if someone sins against you, first go to them, tell them their wrongdoing and and seek out repentance from them. But then if they don't, take a witness, and then if they don't, take it to the church, and then if they still don't repent, then treat them as an outsider. Treat them as the the I think it's the the Gentile, or you know, however, there the, the, in that moment, that was the connection that he would make, right? The non-believer, but um, it's just uh, it's interesting to me that we live in this world where Christians show up to worship, they show up to Bible studies. And they recognize their need for a savior and they want their need for a savior. But then when it comes to someone else that wrongs them, they don't want to offer that forgiveness. They want to see that person burn. Right? So what does this mean? So if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents... That's what Jesus continues with. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, then give him forgiveness. Right. So the whole issue with this is the the act of repentance. Right. Is that, yeah. If someone comes to you and says, "I'm sorry for what I did to you. Uh, it was either a misunderstanding or I I didn't mean for it to come out that way, or whatever. I, I'm genuinely sorry," then from that instance, we are to forgive them of their sins, right? Against us. But the interesting thing too, is that, um, is that a lot of people tend to think, oh yeah, forgive and forget. Well, that's physically impossible. And that's not what God's word tells us to do. That's not what Jesus said to do, forgive and forget. That's not forgiveness. Because even, even the disciples, uh, had reservations about Saul. Even Jesus called out the Pharisees who would try to come and say like, "Oh yeah, Lord, we believe in you," or "Yeah, we want to hear you teach." He, you brood of vipers, you are of your father, you're the devil. You know all these different areas where, yeah, it yeah, it's cool that you want to be here and you want to do this and whatnot, but there's a lack of trust. You have to build that back because he. God gave you instincts for a reason, and so if you're not getting a good feeling about this, or if you if you're um, not feeling good about it, then don't do it. And I'm I'm not talking about forgiveness. I'm talking about like letting the this person back into your home that stole things from you, or tried to murder you, or tried to do you know anything like that. You know, there's a difference between forgiveness and uh and like essentially like letting things go right that's what that's what forgiveness is talking about is that you're not going to hold on to this hatred for this person anymore right you're not going to hold their sin against them anymore you may not trust them anymore and you got to build that trust back but you're not going to stay up at night hating that person or you're not going to, you know, um, walk around with, you know, your head down and thinking that, oh, that person needs to burn. That person needs to die. Because that's just not the case. That's uh, If we fail to give forgiveness, when one has offended us, uh, one who has offended us repents of the offense we expose ourselves to the coals of fire essentially and and then basically we're all we're in worse shape than the one who has given the offense because here's the thing guys is that listeners and everything else that if If we have been forgiven, ultimately we need to forgive others who come and repent. Because that's what we do with God. But yet if we don't, we're hypocrites. And God does not like hypocrites. We need to extend that grace to others because he extends that grace to us. So that's, that was really the the shocking point. Um, That was, yeah, that was just the shocking point of the victim impact statements was that, you know, so many people were calling for him to burn in hell and for him to, to suffer and all these things. Now, granted, I agree into, to a point that yeah, he does need to pay for his sins, he needs to pay for the wrong that he has done. but I really hope that he's genuine when he says that he has turned from sin, but I again, I don't think he truly has because he also didn't fess up to these to the to the crimes that he obviously committed. The evidence is purely against him. There is no doubt in the court's mind, in anyone else's mind, that he is that he's guilty. There's no doubt. He is guilty. Um, and he deserves the death penalty. He does. But I can't make the distinction to say that he deserves hell. I mean, because in reality, we all deserve hell. So I guess to, to a certain degree, yeah, he deserves hell, but not at the expense of, yeah, he does, but I don't. You, you, do you understand what I mean by that? To say that, oh, that person deserves hell, but I don't. You obviously have no understanding of heaven and hell or an understanding of your um, depravity as a fallen human being. So that goes back to the difference between eternal justice and earthly justice. Because here's the the, the also amazing thing, church, is what we have to realize, is if we truly believe in the gospel, if we truly believe that the gospel has the power to change anyone and to convert anyone, then we actually need to show that. Because do you think do you believe that the apostle Paul is going to be in heaven? Because the apostle Paul, before he became Paul, he was Saul, and he was a Christian murderer. He hated the church. He wanted to destroy the church. He hated Jesus. He hated uh, he hated the I mean the true God. Um, you know because he didn't know the true God. Um, but he was converted he repented of those things and he even went to the disciples too and repented and of course they had their reservations they were like what is this is this a trap but eventually the disciples you know granted god had to intervene again but they came to the realization that no this is this is real he's not he's not he's not trying to trick us He's legit. So let's forgive him of what he did. And then they all work together in different parts of the world, but they join together in the same mission. So we will see Paul in heaven. Another one, this is going to be controversial, but Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer said in an interview that he confessed his sins and he came to Jesus while in prison. He fessed up to all the things that he did. He apologized for it. He knows that he did wrong. He he said himself, he said, I deserve to die. I deserve the death penalty, but I didn't get it. Um. But I do believe in Jesus and I don't know. I don't know if he was genuine or not. I, I can just go off of what he says. And if he was legit, if he was genuine in his talk, If he was genuine in expressing his faith and his public profession of faith, then we will see Jeffrey Dahmer in heaven. That's the beautiful thing of the gospel. The beauty of the gospel is that it takes guilty sinners, the most horrific sinners, and turns them into beautiful new creations turns them to amazing, hardworking stewards of the gospel itself. It turns hard hearts into soft hearts, full of love, compassion, boldness, and courage. That's the beauty of the gospel. So I encourage you, please, please, if you are battling, forgiving someone who has wronged you, and they're seeking repentance, and they, they're they trying to tell you that they're sorry, and you don't want to forgive them, I'm urging you to repent of this, to turn from it, and to turn towards them and say, yes, I forgive you. I may not trust you for a little bit. I'm, we're going to have to build this trust back. But I'm going to forgive you because I, too, have received forgiveness and compassion. And, and I know what that feels like. And I want that for you. Because that's that's a command from God. So do that, church. Forgive. And if they're, I don't know if they will or not. But if any of the victims or the victims' families are listening to this right now, I'm with you. Nicholas Cruz and Daryl Brooks deserve the death penalty. They need to die for their sins. And for their acts. But we all deserve hell. And I hope that they come to Jesus. I hope that they repent of their sins and put their trust in Jesus. Because I don't want hell for anyone. I don't want to keep heaven just for myself. I want everyone to experience heaven. But I don't make that call. And neither do you. You can't help the response from other people but you can control your response to people. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. I hope that you were blessed by it and hopefully maybe even challenged by it. But just remember church and remember listeners that this podcast is here to encourage you, to instruct you and to to challenge you and to bring you closer to Jesus. I I really hope that, that, that God is using this in that way. But if you ever want to talk, reach out to me. I'm not hard to find uh, Josh Lucas on social media, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, what have you. Message me. Let's talk about things. Maybe talk about an episode that you'd like to see, um, whatever the case may be. Um, but thank you guys so much again. I'm Josh Lucas. This has been the Gospel Truth. Be safe and make good choices. Have a blessed day. Oh, oh, wow. see, we are the same time our christians out there ripping sin? oh god see we out there ripping him Wonder at the same time our christians out there ripping sin? what would you do oh 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 what would you do